Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Don't forget to download, subscribe, give this thing a five-star rating, and tell five friends about this podcast. People who you think will like, uh, you know, hearing about the Jayhawks, about Kansas athletics. That's what we want to do here at the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, so... Get going with that, and we will keep things going here at the Jayhawker Talker Podcast. Of course, today, we're going to be talking all about football with the start of the season coming up on Friday, September 1st at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium. Everybody's got to get out there and pack the booth. Of course, we're going to be talking all about that this podcast. But before we get to football, a brief bit of basketball news, because we still got to talk some basketball here on a KU Podcast. Yes, we do. Want to talk about some recruiting because, yes, three recruits are coming in for a visit this weekend. Will they be in attendance at the football game? Who knows? Maybe you'll see some KU basketball recruits out there if you're hanging out at the booth on Friday night. But we've got two guys coming in from Montverde Academy. That's uh, one of those prep schools in Florida that has a ton of basketball players trying to get into every year. Also from the Florida Rebels AAU program. Uh, got two guys coming in to look at KU this weekend. You got Liam McNeely, a six foot eight, two hundred ten pound senior, small forward, and that is one of the players coming in. And his teammate, whose name is Derek Queen, will also be in attendance this weekend as well. Queen is a six foot ten, two hundred forty five pound senior forward. From Montverde as well, ranked number 21 on Rivals.com, number 10 by ESPN.com, and number 7 over there at 247sports.com. So these guys coming in, wow. KU with a couple of Montverde guys uh, taking a visit this weekend. And according to uh, the sources that I'm reading right now, It looks like KU for McNeely is one of six schools on his list. KU, Texas, Indiana, Oklahoma, Alabama, and Michigan are all on his list. And KU gets this first shot. KU gets the first shot at McNeely. He's going to take a couple more visits uh, later in September. Going to go check out Indiana and Texas later in September. But KU has the chance to make the first impression along with his roommate, or not his roommate, his teammate, Derek Queen, who will be in Lawrence this weekend as well. Queen's been looking at Maryland, Houston, Indiana, another one where they'll be looking at together. You got Auburn, Arizona, and a couple others on that list as well. But, man, if you can get two guys from the same high school, top 20 recruits, in to your program at the same time, that just builds for the future, and that's what KU basketball has been wanting to do. Of course, there's uh, there's others that are going to be making recruiting trips as well. This weekend, you've got a highly touted guard, combo guard in Jaleel Bathia coming in here, six foot four, one hundred seventy five pounds, a senior out of Warminster, Pennsylvania, ranked number nine. In the class by 2024 class by ESPN.com, ranked number 17 by Rivals.com. He has a final five of KU, Alabama, Villanova, Miami, and Syracuse. He received other offers as well, but he's cut down his list to those five. So you've got three high-profile recruits coming in to Lawrence this weekend. 
And that's for the 2024 class. You've already got Flory Badunga, the six foot nine, 220 pound senior from Kokomo, Indiana, who recently chose KU over Duke, Auburn, and Michigan. So he was the number four guy in the 2024 class, uh, ranked by ESPN.com, the number one ranked center. He was uh, the number five ranked player by Rivals.com and 247sports.com. Number one ranked center on those sites as well. So KU already diving into that 2024 basketball class. And it's just something that we're always going to keep an eye on, even though it is football season now. Basketball season is a year-round thing at KU. So we're going to always be keeping our eyes set on that. So we all know Kansas is coming off their best football season in well over a decade, nearly 15 years the last time. They had a winning season before last year. And head coach Lance Leipold is is hoping to build on that. And you know, last year when they started uh, the spring football, when, when they went to the Big 12 media days and Lance Leipold claimed no more moral victories. We made a huge deal about that here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast because we weren't exactly sure where KU was going to go last season. I personally felt that KU could get to six wins last year, but not many other people thought that that was going to happen. Lance Leipold said no more moral victories, which led us to believe that he, in his mind, thought that KU could start building that foundation into success with victories. So you had KU go from two wins in year one of the Lance Leipold era into six wins last year. That was good. That was real good. But no more moral victories. Six wins in 2023 would be a moral victory. you got to get more than that. you got to build upon the success from last year and get more this year. And that starts in week one as Kansas hosts Missouri State Friday night at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium. Like I said, to kick off the show today, you guys got to get out there. You got to represent. You got to support these Jayhawk football players. You got to pack the booth, sell out week one of the booth, show these guys that we are behind them, ready to see them roll into season three of the Lance Leipold era. And just show what they've got because leading up to it in spring ball and summer practices and scrimmages, we've seen what this team is capable of, especially offensively. There's some questions on the defensive side, but offensively, this team could be special. And that's where we're going to start today. I want to talk about five things that we want to watch for in week one against Missouri State. Friday night, Friday night, 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus, Missouri State, going to be in town in Lawrence. But I want to get five things that we can look for in week one that can help KU get over the top. They can help KU start this season with a big win, and that's where we're going to start this season. And I want to get into it with number one, and that is what I think can be the key. The key to success for the Jayhawks, not just in week one, but in the entire season, but especially week one, because you want to get these running backs going early and often, let these running backs cook. That's my number one thing for KU this weekend. Running back, you got a great combo with Devin Neal and Daniel Hyshaw. Last year, it was the real deal Devin Neal. 
Neal averaged 6.1 yards per carry in 2022. He's expected to see even more in 2023, and he is a threat anytime he touches the ball. And same can be said for Daniel Hyshaw, who was very effective last year before he got hurt in week five. 5.9 yards per carry for Daniel Hyshaw. And when you saw the type of big plays that both of these running backs could make out of the out backfield, it makes you excited for what can happen this year with both of those guys coming into the season healthy. The depth on this roster is very impressive, and the Jayhawks need to lean into that running game in week one. Because when you look at Devin Neal, a guy that could be an all-Big 12 performer this year, he can return kicks, he can make plays out of the backfield when you're passing him the ball. Same could be said for Highshaw. So it's with both of these guys. Impressive players can make plays and get you where you want to go. Not only on the ground, but that can open things up in the passing game as well if you can get things going with Devin Neal and Daniel Highshaw, which leads to my next point. Get things going on the ground to open things up for your quarterback Jalen Daniels. So not only do you want to let the running backs cook, you want to let Jalen Daniels cook as well because he's a guy that has a lot of hype surrounding him heading into the 2023 season. Last year, the first five weeks, six weeks of the season before he got hurt against TCU, absolutely phenomenal. He was rising up on Heisman Trophy lists, national Heisman Trophy lists. And Jalen Daniels this year, preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. So, yeah, there are expectations surrounding this KU offense and Jalen Daniels this year. The Jayhawks, what they need to do is utilize his unique skill set where he can use his legs to create plays, but he also needs to make sure he stays healthy. So make sure he gets out of bounds when he needs to, slide down if he needs to, don't take the extra hit. But with the running game going the way that it can... That can open up the passing game for Jalen Daniels. He's got to play mistake-free football as well. He was doing that very well to start the season. And in the next few, the last few games when he came back, I think he was just getting back into the flow of things, cre- trying to create a little bit too much, forcing some passes, threw some interceptions against Kansas State, threw some interceptions in the first half of their bowl game against Arkansas. But, Dan- but Jalen Daniels has what it takes to take this team to the next level. If the running game's cooking, it's going to open up the passing lane so that Jalen Daniels can be cooking, make those plays downfield because he has the arm to do it. And this could be a game against Missouri State where a lot of points are put up on the board, and Daniels is going to lead the charge with that. If they can put up a lot of points on the board against Missouri State, if they can put a 50-burger on Missouri State, I think they can. They could put a 50-burger up on Missouri State. Uh, There's a chance they could put up a 60-burger. Now, I don't want to get too high over myself here, but Jalen Daniels making plays with his feet and with his arm, the running backs doing what they do, those are my first two keys to the game. From there... Of course, you got the offensive success that you're hopefully going to be leaning on this year. But on the defensive side of the ball, there is some questions. There's a lot of questions. 
I don't know where they're going to go this year in the pass rush. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to be blunt with you. <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go with the pass rush this year. They lost Lonnie Phelps. He declared for the NFL draft. Caleb Sampson, a super senior. Malcolm Lee, a super senior. Graduated. The Jayhawks do have a healthy linebacking core coming back. You've got Craig Young, Rich Miller, Taiwan Berryhill. All these guys, typically, very solid run defenders. They can get into the backfield and get after the quarterback, but it's not what they do best. So they're lacking defensive line production returning, but who can they look to this year? That's what we're going to look at in week one against Missouri State as they're going to try to get going against an opponent that they really should just smash into the ground. So who I'm going to be looking at, they've got some transfers that came in this last year that are going to be really key to their rotation. Two guys from Minnesota. Two transfers from Minnesota. The Minnesota Golden Gophers couldn't keep everybody on their roster this year. So KU swoops in. And they get Gage Keys and Austin Booker to step in and possibly make contributions right away. Uh, it's all up to what these guys, you know, are showing the coaches and practice and everything like that. But you've got transfers like Gage Keys and Austin Brooks from Minnesota. You've got Dylan Brooks, the former four-star prospect that just transferred from Auburn. Could play a critical role in this rotation as well. The top two transfers that could make a difference in my opinion, from day one are Patrick Joyner Jr. and Devin Phelps. Now, Phelps, he's a guy that was a five, four-year starter at Colorado State. He comes into Lawrence after five seasons at Colorado State for a super senior season, and he's a guy with a lot of experience that can come in and make a difference from day one. And then you've got Joyner. He comes from Miami. And Miami, Miami is one of those programs that traditionally they've been very solid at football since the 80s. They've had some up and down years. But that's a situation where maybe you can sneak in and get some of these guys from those schools where maybe they weren't getting as much playing time early in their career. Maybe they their time ran out there at the school they had, like Phillips. But it's going to be a, a situation where... There is a lot of room for development and to get better compared to last year, especially with the guys they lost. So there's there's plenty of space for these guys to get in on the rotation. You're going to see the starters against Miss, uh, Missouri State on Friday night, but I think there's going to be a healthy rotation of these transfers coming in and out of the game. And I'm going to be looking out for these guys to see what type of rotation they have. Are they going to have a first, second down, and then switch into a third down rotation? Are they going to have a first down rotation and bring some guys in on second down? Are they going to have guys play first, second, third down on the first series and then maybe swap out during the second series? This is going to be something to keep an eye on against Missouri State this Friday night, 7 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. KU and Missouri State should be a fun game for KU. My fourth thing to keep an eye on this Friday night for week one for Kansas. How about that secondary? The Kansas secondary returns all their starters. 
They have some stars in this secondary. I know it sounds funny having some stars on defense for Kansas, but it's true. They do. Have a huge boost with these guys coming back. Cornerback Kobe Bryant. He's a guy that you can put out there on an island, can cover all by himself. Really a special player. Got hurt in a couple games last year, but generally played the entire season. He had that critical play in overtime against West Virginia on the road. Early in the season, really set the tone for the Jayhawks. Pick six to clinch the game in overtime against West Virginia. They call him the Hawk Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Love that. So you can play him out on an island by himself. Then you've got safety, Kenny Logan Jr. He can cover the entire field from the safety spot. If you want him to play deep, he can play deep. If you want him to cover a tight end, you can have him cover a tight end. If you want him to rush the passer, he can rush the passer. If you want him to play down in the box to cover the run, he can do all that. So those are my two guys to keep an eye on in week one against Missouri State. Can Kobe Bryant and Kenny Logan Jr. get after it like they did last year? Maybe create a turnover um, in the first couple quarters against Missouri State to really set the tone for things. The secondary and all the returning pieces, that is a key that I'm going to be watching for on Friday against Missouri State. And my final key to the game, my final thing to look out for on Friday night is the special teams. Because special teams, no matter what you want to say about it, it plays a critical role in football. Whether the people want to take away the kickoff, uh, you know, take away the extra point, whatever people want to do, special teams still plays a critical role in the game. Whether you're trying to make a 35-yard field goal, whether you're trying to make an extra point, whether you're trying to get good field position on a punt, all of it matters. And I talk about, I've talked about this before, of course, but KU bringing in former Kansas State uh, head coach Bill Snyder's son, Sean Snyder, to help overhaul the special teams. That was going to be critical. And it did show, and now he is an assistant to the head coach this season. So you've got Sean Snyder bringing his uh, special teams guru style to the Kansas Jayhawks. He was uh, previously with USC where he helped the Trojans have the number one special teams unit in America. Before that, he was with Kansas State for decades. Um, But, you know, when you get a guy like Snyder in the system, a guy that knows the Big 12, a guy that has coached special teams, he can help take this team to another level. You've got the entire offense nearly returning. You've got a lot of guys from the defense returning, especially the linebackers in the secondary. We talked about the pass rush. They're going to need some defensive linemen to step up this year, but you've got linebackers returning. You've got secondary pieces returning, and now you just have to have that special teams unit to keep everything together so that you can have all three cylinders firing in week one against Missouri State to show that's the starting point, that's the building block, and then from there you take it on into the entire season into week two against Illinois and beyond. But it all starts in week one against Missouri State. All eyes are going to be on KU on Friday night, ESPN Plus, 7 o'clock kickoff. And I cannot wait to see what KU does this season. I can't wait to see what KU does uh, to take away, uh, things to take away from this game heading in to week two. Also, just to see if they can dominate Missouri State because that's what I'm going to be looking for with all these things, whether you're talking about 
The running backs, how I want to see them cook. Jalen Daniels, I want to see him cook. The pass rush, I want to see who steps up along the defensive line. The secondary, seeing if they can force some turnovers. The special teams, I want to see how all of this works together to see KU put out a dominating performance in a big win over Missouri State. And that's going to be my finale for this show today. I'm predicting Kansas to win this game 55-10. to 10. I'm thinking it's going to be a dominating win for Kansas. I think that the secondary is going to step up, create some turnovers. I think that the running backs are going to run wild. I think Jalen Daniels is going to show where he left off in the second half of that bowl game last year is the real deal. KU goes out there, gets a huge win 55-10 in week one against Missouri State. They're going to show that the expectations are warranted and that they're going to keep growing this football season in Lawrence. And I cannot wait to see where this thing goes from there. That about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. You can download, subscribe, give the Jayhawker Talker podcast a five-star rating, and we'll keep this thing going for you guys throughout this football season and on into basketball season. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Go ahead and check out my latest articles over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Usually they are talking about KU sports. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.